Hello, Victoria. How are you? Hello. I don't know if it's because I'm on a different line today, but you sound very croaky. Oh, I'm trying not to be croaky, but maybe I'm just a bit croaky because it's the time of day and I've only just got up and I'm a bit grumpy. Are you froggy, gr- be... froggy grumpo today? <laughs> yeah, and I haven't even had my breakfast. Well, we've got wags to cheer you up. Wags for breakfast. <laughs> oh, God. So what are we talking about today? Well, Wagatha Christie. <laughs> and we're talking about Pretty Patel, the world's greatest minister. Oh, yeah, who's got so much in common with you. <laughs> and there's and, the lady who yeah. faked her cancer diagnosis. I was going to, try to call and her fake money. cancer lady. Well, then let's call her fake cancer lady. That sounds good. <laughs> and Xmas, Crimble, oh. whatever you like to call it. Yeah, I bet you're really excited already. Oh, God, no. And most importantly than that, I've bought a coffee cup that changes colour. A handy coffee cup <laughs> that you can carry around town. It changes colour to tell you how hot your coffee is. How clever is that? That's the most exciting bit of Christmas news I've got don't your lips tell you how hot your coffee is when you scald them my face does when i throw my hot coffee in my own face (laughs) i'm ben ando i'm a former bbc news correspondent now i'm a podcaster and i do all other stuff as well what do you do listen to me what do you do what do you do you do movie night don't you ben (laughs) i do do movie nights yes movie night is great with your popping corn (laughs) yes quite (laughs) and your onesie (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm Victoria Mitzi, and whatever we do, we do it together. God. I'm a journalist, and I'm a podcaster, and a general marketeer <laughs> these days. Oh, hold your COVID down, will you? <laughs> Actually, it's probably more likely to be me, is it not? Yeah, I think it is. And news is flooding in these in days, and more and more restrictions being piled on top. So welcome to our podcast. So, Pretty Patel, what do you think about her? I don't think she's up to that much that other people aren't up to, but she shouldn't be, should she, Ben? I, I just do not understand this. I, I'm utterly flabbergasted. I mean, here is um, a Minister of State who has clearly broken the ministerial code, has been found to break the ministerial code, and the guy who has to leave is the guy who was, you know appointed to check ministers aren't breaking the ministerial code. I mean, what has Pretty Patel got on Boris Johnson that makes him so spineless that he can't even get rid of her? <gasps> that was my line. Oh, you stole okay. it, in fact, because we've already done this podcast again, because what did you do? I had a, well, one of us, well, I had oh, a recording sorry, I'm sorry, did, I you, really did I hear a polite it. form of messed up? Oops, you messed up! Going on there. I had a problem with my recording. So all of this is deja vu, except you, instead of getting me high on cider, you get me high on coffee instead. <laughs> <laughs> that one would have been a lot more fun. But um, yeah, could you say ministerial code one more time? Ministerial code. <laughs> and she certainly seems to have. Either way, we don't understand, do we? And do you understand, listeners? Why? Why hasn't Pretty... You know, in was it Tiz Was or something like that, showing my age there, that they used to have an actual boot, didn't they? Then <laughs> they used to have the Phantom Flan Flinger. I'd like to see the Phantom Flan Flinger fling flans at Pretty my Patel. My goodness, that sounds dodgy. <laughs> Tiz Was was very dodgy. Looking, looking back, Tiz Was was incredibly dodgy. But then most things in the 80s and 70s were, weren't they? Was that Ooh, I Could Crush a Grape? Um, no, that was um, Duncan Norvell, I think. <laughs> or was it that Bobby Dapro? That was Dapper? Stu Francis. Was it? Yeah. I'm sure that was Tiz Was, no? Possibly oh, no, it I'm was. I'm going to get confused. 
Anyway, Tiswell's, I thought, Tiswell's I thought that had, man was the best thing to have ever walked the earth when I was seven. <laughs> Tis, Tiswell's had um, Chris Tarrant, Sally James, and I think, was it Lenny Henry as well? Yes, of course. God, Lenny mm. Henry's been going for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't he? Even longer than Pretty Patel. <laughs> he's, he's got more years on him than Pretty Patel has porky pies. <laughs> she's terrible. I mean, she, you're terrible. She, I don't think she's... Well, I don't think she's a very good minister. I don't think she, I don't get the sense that she's particularly bright. Um, she's had to resign once before because she um, went to meet some Israeli um, diplomats she shouldn't or something. What um, do you think you're not allowed to tell Israeli diplomats? I don't know. I just, but the don't point tell is, them our own recipe for hummus. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hummus believable. Um, <laughs> but, but I mean, and and, and uh, you know, this is also what is it? There's, there's suggestions also that um, uh, Sir Alex, the, the civil servant who had created this report, was also tr- asked to make it less unpalatable by Boris Johnson, and he refused to do this. And the point is, if you have a government and you have civil... And, and the suggestion is the, the, the civil servants are somehow to blame. This is classic victim-blaming. It's like, oh, yeah, she was passionate mm. about it. Oh, yeah, she cared a lot. That's exactly what bullies always say. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's I, amazing I how it's... you know this. <laughs> when allegations arose, you claim to know nothing of them. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> I'm going to start calling you Ben Patel. <laughs> BP. Benny. Benny Patel. <laughs> that sounds quite good. I mean, when she apologised, she didn't even apologise properly. She said, I'm sorry if the things I did upset anybody, not oh, I'm sorry she, for bullying. She did an ando. Oh, just yeah, like, she's, she's... okay, if you want to see Pretty Patel's strategy, look at ando just now about the uh, failed recording. Well, yes, I mean, uh, yeah, well, you know, I would have done anything that anyone would have done in that circumstance, i.e. fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> And also the pursed, there's something to do with the pursed mouth in the apology. Did you notice that? It was sort of (laughs) clamped down that she wasn't allowed to smirk. Somebody put some Botox in her upper lip, I reckon. This is (laughs) anti-smirking Pretty Patel. (laughs) Don't smirk, you'll be a jerk. (laughs) I love the word jerk. She is a a smirker though, isn't she? She's a smirky, smirky Matilda. (laughs) (laughs) Not no more though, have you noticed? (laughs) Smirking no band. More. They've got those signs, no heavy petting signs with a smirk in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> we always return to the same topics. Didn't I return to, I returned to swinging and all of that, dogging yeah. and stuff. And, oh, you uh, love talking about dogging. I don't, well, you, so do you, because we, we ended up with the podcast of about an hour or side about dogging. But what, what was so funny? Doggio Bonio is all I can remember from that discourse. Anyway. Bonio. I, I digress. Why did I... What? Oh, yes. You said you were talking about the types of abuse. Didn't you say, what types of things do you think pretty did at work? Go on. <laughs> well, she shouted at people. She insulted them. She did, um, belittled them. This is all the stuff she was doing. Oh, you're so difficult to prompt because you're so, like, deadpan. Sorry, what were you trying to... I, the I pea shooter. You're like, did she go into work with a catapult? Yes. That's right. I mean, I've always hated Tom. Like a proper school bully, she went in with a catapult to flick at the smaller kids. <laughs> and she was sort of like throwing bits of blue, rolled up blue tack at teacher and with stuff. Her, with her whoopee cushion. <laughs> yes. She was stealing everybody's biscuits and sweets. 
yeah. Tuck shop line is a terrifying place with pretty around. <laughs> she, 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 she was getting the home office squits to offer her ba- uh, sweeties saying, go on, take the whole bag. And she did. <laughs> she she took all their gobstoppers. But I liked you saying that she went around with a pea shooter because I could really see her doing that. <laughs> and she went around <laughs> with a pea shooter. Firing, firing a oh, what's that? Oh, it must be pretty again. Oh, somebody got me in the back of the neck. Ow, it's pretty. <laughs> pretty, put your pea shooter away. Stop bullying people. <laughs> oh, what did I say? Pretty in the pea. Princess pretty. Pretty in the pea shooter. So there we Pretty's go. A... We all know what's right and what's wrong, um, except Boris Johnson and Pretty Patel. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty's in the pink. <laughs> Up the stink, more like. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I mean, at the moment, it seems to have sort of like you know be, be rumbling on this story, and um, I suspect that uh, I don't think this is the last of it. I suspect. I, yeah. The thing is, I suspect Pretty won't be able to stop herself, and there'll be. There'll some more allegations sort of fairly soon about more bullying, but we'll see. Oh, we'll look forward to that. Maybe that she'll actually get the pea shooter out. And they'll catch her footage. Footage has surfaced. Actually, that segues nicely into WAGs. The opposite end of the spectrum, isn't it, really? What have these two been up to? If you don't know, Rebecca Vardy and Colleen Rooney are famous wives, or now famous wives of footballers, known as, I found out from Ben yesterday, wives and girlfriends of... Wives and girlfriends, that's it. Wag. They're called wives and girlfriends, that's it. All right, that's your status. Cool. Um, Colleen Rooney has clearly identified Rebecca Vardy when she made allegations about social media stories being leaked to the tabloids. This bit gets confusing... Um, all I need to tell you is, it's the, is that the row is called Wagatha Christie and it broke out in October of last year, 2019, when Rooney said that fake stories are being leaked after only being seen by, this is the key bit, Vardy's Instagram account. Why is that, Ben? Colleen Rooney notices that stories about her appearing in the press and she decides that she's going to, <clears throat> in, a, in a sort of Miss Marple, Agatha Crispy, Agatha Crispy, Agatha Crispy. Agatha Christie way. Agatha. <laughs> the Wagatha. That she's going to investigate this. And what she does is she limits access to a particular Instagram account to one person. And she puts fake stories on this account. And when those fake stories appear in the press, she, she puts out this statement. But what she says is, she says that... Um, which account is it that is is was the only one that I allowed access to on my this particular Instagram? It's Rebecca Vardy's account. So so Rebecca Vardy um, obviously comes in for a lot of a problem about this and decides to sue. She sues for defamation in July, and the the, the Rebecca Vardy's lawyers are saying, well, look, she just said it's Rebecca Vardy's account. So it could be anybody with access to that account. She didn't actually say it was Rebecca Vardy. Um, However, the judge found in Rebecca Vardy's favour, he ruled against this, saying the post did look like it was putting the blame solely on Vardy, and he ordered that costs be paid. But this isn't over yet, because what's happened now is we've got a stay in proceedings, that's the posh name for it, until February, with the idea being that Colleen Rooney and Rebecca Vardy can somehow mediate this and sort it out between them. This isn't over yet because they've got lots of money and they like to complain. 
But this is, I mean, this is rich people in the courts, isn't it? This is one of the problems with our court system, certainly our civil court system, is that basically if you've got enough money, you can just go to court for shits and giggles. Um, you don't care about how much it's going to cost you. I mean, you know, Rebecca Vardy will have won the, could have won these costs of 22000 but that's probably about, you know, about a quarter of what she's spent on lawyers' fees so far. So it's a pyrrhic victory, but it doesn't matter to them because they've got so much money. It's just stupid. And, and really, this is, you know, two women squabbling in courts. I'm not entirely sure that's exactly what the court system is meant for. Uh, but I just love the photos of them. It's just well, hilarious. I don't know. If people were earning, then, you know, at least someone's quids in during this well, I, period. I suppose so, yeah. yeah. But in the photo I'm looking at of Colleen Rooney, she, she's got these earrings on. that are They've got the Chanel logo on them. They're massive, great big teardrops sort of studded presumably with with massive diamonds or something and she's turning her head at the moment the photograph was snapped and one of the the, the, the um, earrings is so heavy it's kind of lifted up under its own gravity and it's pulling her ear with it it's just hilarious it's taken that health and safety had to come out absolutely yeah a wooga a wooga yellow alert yellow alert <laughs> masking tape her earring down <laughs> colleen's turning her head Stand back. I love the I love the fact that they have to have the Chanel logo. Surely, if you've got that much Wonga, then it doesn't really matter whether you've got logos and stuff. You just drip yourself in diamonds. I, it's just like something that somebody from down the road here would do with fakies. But it absolutely does matter, doesn't it? Because the whole point is about status. You, it's pointless, you know, having um, Chanel earrings unless everybody knows their Chanel earrings. So you want that logo front and center. I guess that's the whole point of designer branding, isn't it? Either way, the um, person formerly known as Rebecca Vardy has got an interesting face and head. <laughs> it's, I, th- I mean, there's definitely a look, isn't there? Lots of fake tan, lots of collagen lips, Botox I told you, face. didn't I? I t- actually told you yesterday, didn't I, Ben? This is all deja vu for you, that I watched a, some kind of chat show and um, I couldn't tell who was who and people like Nicole Kidman now look no longer like themselves they look like this generic person with marker pen like sheeny shiny very intense eyebrows and these kind of bovine eyelashes and the augmented lips to the extent the the upper lip curls outwards so the entire what's it called the upper lip bit between your nose and your lip the septrum septrum is it septrum plectrum Fultrum. Fultrum. <laughs> Saltrum. That's near here. Whatever it is, you know the look. I don't know. It's like if you stick your tongue in there and just keep it there. You get this sort of that bit gets swollen, doesn't it? I'm covering it when I'm talking. You can hear. But yeah, so, so essentially faces all start to look the same. It's the filtrum, by the way. But filtrum. I love the way that. But the faces all look the same. And they also. They, their eyes start to disappear around the side of their head because they're stretched and stretched and stretched. So they end up like some kind of squirrel that can see forwards and backwards at the same time. I think it's evolutionary. It means they can't read. Well, maybe they can actually see forwards through their nipples because they start pointing upwards so much with all the boobs. Where do nipples come into this from? <laughs> I'm just imagining that people can see through their nipples. I don't know where I'm going with that. It's because the the Vardy picture has a very sort of upward pointing one bosom in it. The other bosom's normal position. (laughs) It's it's decided. Everything's moving around. Her eyes are creeping around her head, and her bosoms are like just going. But it is is really true, isn't it? There's that sort of that look that people start to get when they have in inverted commas work done. And they just start to look weird. And the thing is, don't they Work look in the mirror down. and think, oh, I'm looking weirder and weirder, I need to stop? 
What's interesting is that the most pe- the people you're having so much worked on rarely do a day's work in their lives. Interesting, <laughs> isn't it? Um, what do you think about that suction lip look? Do you like it? It depends. I mean, it can be done effectively, but I think it's usually overdone. The problem is, once you, uh, the problem is, this seems to be addictive. In that, I've noticed that people who start to have this stuff done don't stop, and you end up like the the bride of Wildenstein, yes, Jocelyn yes. Wildenstein, the original. It's very tempting once you get past uh, thirty. Actually, no, people have, in their 20s are doing it. You know, there's a whole thing about people who are under whatever age it is that you're uh, uh, able to have it done off your own steam without parental consent. People are kind of sneaking in at sort of 17 and going to have this work done because they want that look. And they see, really? yeah, these people are their role models and they want to wow. look like them. I know. So even it's not about wrinkles. It's about getting that kind of Frankenstein <laughs> Wildenstein. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was going on about Rebecca Vardy's head. I'm being a bit unkind, aren't I? But she just seems to have more of a square head than before, and I wonder if it's to do with the fact that the eye, her eyes are now at the back of her head, which I'd quite like to keep tabs on my child in shops when she goes and hides in between the dressing gowns. What do you think oh. that moving her eyes around like some, she's like some kind of fish, like one of those flat fish that sort of lie on, start off normal and they tasty. lie on the bottom They're of the place. ocean? I really like place. And off the coast of North Holland, we used to get fresh fish, and those plates just done on a grill outside were really delicious. If you make them a bit crispy, oh. what? They're absolutely delicious, yes. You can but imagine you're frying a wag. The, the flavour of the place is the issue. It's the movement of the eyes around the, around the head that's the thing here. I just was remembering the taste of plays. But luckily, <laughs> you're off the hook today for not having to hear my story about going to the shopping centre. <laughs> that's a big relief there, then. I did tell another story, which I thought was hilarious and you didn't, but luckily for you, I can't remember. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> This isn't hilarious at all, is it, Ben? Woman guilty of fake cancer, GoFundMe fundraising fraud. The uh, very straightforward headline there, GoFundMe fundraising fraud. First of all, if you don't know what GoFundMe is, that's completely confusing. It's basically crowdfunding, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, so Nicole El Cabas, who's 42 years old, set up an online fundraising campaign using the platform GoFundMe. I will let you finish. But just going to say, I'm tweeting all these so you can see them. Go on claiming that she needed money to pay for private treatment for ovarian cancer and she raised 45,000 pounds which and I love this detail she frittered away on foreign travel football tickets and online gaming but well, the wouldn't thing is she you? oh no you wouldn't and she tweeted this <laughs> photograph I mean I know you'll put the link in but she tweeted this photograph of her sort of like a suffering Christ on sort of a hospital bed with her little bracelet on with her barcode and sets you know, linked up to a drip and everything she's even got saying, death wallpaper she has got death wallpaper <laughs> and a fan the, the obligatory hospital fan you you wouldn't want that wallpaper to be the last thing you see would you <laughs> I wouldn't want that woman to be the last thing I saw. She's getting on my nerves now for doing what she did. Anyway, she raised £45,000, but then the police were called in because a doctor who'd given her the all-clear apparently came across this GoFundMe site and called them and said, hang on a second, she's not, she's not poorly at all. I in saw fact, her down Cashino fine. the other day. <laughs> Cashino. <laughs> cash if you die, cash if you don't. <laughs> So sneaking out of Cashino. 
<laughs> Seriously, though. I mean, who would do that? But she claimed a costly breakthrough drug could improve her chances yeah, and included an image right, of her lying yeah. in a hospital bed and yeah. said that um, she genuinely believed that she was very unwell. I mean, you know, this is... Um, Didn't convince them. This is, I mean, is, you know, she was... She will be sentenced in, in, in February. But what's interesting about this really is how people are generous. I mean, people will give money to somebody on the internet they've seen who appears to have cancer and says they need help. But it's like, wow. The, Don't give me ideas. Uh, you know, but people apparently are generous. A bit of a cough. I mean, maybe you just say, say yes. GoFundMe saying, I haven't got enough money, I want more. Will you please support me? <laughs> be totally open. I know what the answer if I was If I asked people GoFundMe, I know what the answer would be. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but to the tune of forty-five grand. Yeah, I know that's a lot of football tickets wow. and online gambling. <laughs> Seriously, can't you think of more better stuff to spend? <laughs> that line kind of reminds me of the George Best story, doesn't it? You know, she she spent it on on, on sort of you know bedding Miss Worlds, drink, alcohol, and the rest of it he wasted. It'd be like she spent this money on foreign travel, football tickets, online gambling, and the rest of it she wasted. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I was just thinking about that photo that she posted. She does look like death warmed up, doesn't she, in the photo? But then I thought, I, I, I might have a go at this. Just sort of no makeup, although I rarely wear much makeup anyway, but lying on my pillow first thing in the morning. Snap of that, I could do it. You could fund me for, I could just make up some, I don't know, look, my ingrown toenail's gone septic. God. <laughs> I might not make it I through. I think the composer Edward Elgar died of a septic ingrowing toenail. See? I don't know why I know. <laughs> We've gonna, got a lot in common. I don't know why I know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is why I've chosen you to do this, to bestow this podcast with your infinite wisdom. <laughs> okay, so um, essentially, just going back to the Vardy Rooney thing quickly because I just wanted to say essentially is that just an expensive bitch fight yeah I think it is I mean that's exactly what it is and yeah. um, you know it, it's it's kind of like um, well it's a, it is an expensive court ba- courtroom based cat fight isn't it and I guess that that's because mm, they've got they, they've got the money just to, to spend on that excellent well we like it I hope you did too what did I find that what was that article was called seven, seven things, things that may be that different may be this different Christmas, Christmas yeah. under the covid section on BBC news <laughs> I was like, no shit. And now they've introduced further things going from the 2nd of December. I think I've still got a different picture um, to you. Which, no, yeah, I know. You asked me if I was black. And I was like, I think that's the wrong picture, man. Mm. Well, my, my seven things that are different now? has got a guy dressed up as Santa Claus. Oh, yeah, I can see him now. But if you, I was talking about the main... No one cares. No one okay. cares. What will you be doing for Christmas, Ben? Um, other than dressing as Santa? I don't know. It'll be a small Christmas lunch. Maybe a, tur- a chicken rather than a turkey. I'm not that mad on turkey. My favourite bit... Oh, well, it'll, apparently it will be a small turkey because there are no big ones, says this article. No, no, the article says... Tiny turkey. No, no, the article says people want smaller ones. So the big ones that all the farmers have bred to be big are not wanted. And so they're going to go to waste. Ah, oh, what I heard was that there will only be small ones left because there won't be enough because we've got to all go out and panic buy no no so listen listeners go out and panic buy turkey now <laughs> it's responsible broadcasting wouldn't there. the turkey be a little bit funny if you buy it now and leave it until Christmas not if it's a frozen one Oh, yeah, I suppose you can throw... If you've got enough room in your freezer for a massive turkey, who has? Who's got enough... <gasps> Don't start me on room in my freezer that I have knee. <laughs> that was for our Scottish listeners. <laughs> yes, and we won't be going to Midnight Mass. We've ascertained that. Mm, midnight Mass. I, I don't believe in God, so I Mid- wouldn't go. But you would go, you reckon? How about Panto, Ben? Will you be attending this year? Oh, 
sus. In your Biggins. Did you just say us? The, the, the one great thing about this article on BBC is that it is a big photo of Christopher Biggins, who, if, if there is anybody who qualifies for the title of national treasure, it has to be Christopher Biggins dressed as Widow Twanky. I mean, he just loves it. You like well, that? I think you want to dress as Widow Twanky. Twanky Widow. I don't actually know who Widow... Twinky. Uh, given that I've only... I don't think I've seen it more than one panto in my life, I don't actually know who Widow Twanky is. I just know it's a thing in panto. How would that be, Ben, seeing as your wife was so keen on it? And you're sorry, your ex-wife was so keen on it. How come you only went to see one? Because I used to just get out of it every year by claiming I had a shift or something. Oh, you're going on the 20th of December. Damn it, I'm working that day. Sorry, kids. How nice of you. I hate panto. really do. Well, I never went to one ever. Ever, ever. Never have I ever been to a panto. Why not? I don't think my parents would have known. They'd be like, typical sort of thing in a Mitzi household. I'd come home from school and go, there's pantomime, we should go to pantomime. And my father would be like, what? Panto? (laughs) What? (laughs) And me and my sister would fall about laughing. And uh, that would be the end of that. (laughs) They would have no idea about stuff like this, like British stuff. When I first heard the expression Mufti Day, (laughs) <laughs> go on just... Mufti day is that normal for you I was like what is this and I was I was about 25 well Mufti just means like casual <laughs> clothes these kind of things just went over my... I know but they're just sort of cultural expressions that we didn't do you know and, and sort of pronunciations that were totally crippling really embarrassing that my parents would go around going okay I'll exchange you 20 euro euro <laughs> we'd be like I wish my parents were normal <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you have all of that foreign syndrome that was totally crushing? Not quite, not quite as bad as that at least. I mean, my, did, my dad managed to assimilate in such that he didn't understand the currency in the UK was sterling. Well, um, you also went on yesterday, maybe it was the fact that it was late in the night and we were both sitting in our pyjamas, to regale how you used to like dressing up as things. Oh, yeah, we You've been to many we, fancy we dress parties. To, Do you want to tell me your repertoire? I, we, I didn't go to Panto. We did used to have fancy dress parties where I used to live with sort of friends and stuff. That became a thing for a few years. I actually rather enjoyed that. That was good. Swinging. <laughs> yeah. So I dressed as Elvis. I dressed as a naughty schoolboy, which I know you love. naughty. I dressed as. Um, we all love a naughty I dressed as. Boy. I was adamant that I dressed as Adam Ant. Um, I love the fact that the former Mrs. A yeah. went as a naughty schoolgirl. I love that more, I think. <laughs> well, it was a schoolboys and schoolgirls party, so everybody had to go to school children. <laughs> this was. Because this was... she's a real buxom wench as well, which really makes it for me. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be no doubt. It wouldn't be like, oh, is she a schoolgirl at all? It'd be like, ah, uh, she's really not a schoolgirl. Well, no, I think that's kind of the point. I don't think anybody actually wants to seriously look like a proper school child, because that would be very creepy. Oh, dear. Have I gone creepy again? I went creepy on something else, and you were like, um, that's really inappropriate. And I thought, oh, that's rich. <laughs> Yeah, and then I raised the pertinent question, I think, for the fact that we cross over between crime and news. The Holden doggers, are they curbing their behaviour? I may well go down there and do a um, a little feature a podcast in the name of You Didn't Let Me Finish. <laughs> Shall I say, hello, sir, I'm from You Didn't Let Me Finish podcast. Do you have a moment? <laughs> Dog. <laughs> I'll doorstep him, but it'll more be like car bonnet him. <laughs> be a dog step. Oh dear, this is going wrong too. But um, I wonder if they've curbed their behaviour along with COVID restrictions. <laughs> I doubt it very much. I mean, <laughs> as well as swingers, you know, if you're an underground community, do you change your behaviour at all? Do you go? Do you think they're fastidious about hand sanitising? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm trying to catch you out, Ben, for you to go, oh, well, I go down, when I go down to the woods, I film promotional videos. Your dog is hand sanitising. <laughs> Can you sanitise your paws? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, right, you know, okay, doggers, line up here, sanitise your hands first so you can have a wank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got, you've got a line for the sanitising and then you get the lube cue. You get the ropey old woman in stockings and suspenders bent over the bonnet of the, of the Ford Coupe Mondeo or whatever. <laughs> Does it have to be? It has to be a Mondeo, doesn't it? <laughs> I think that's de rigueur for dogging. Okay, I'd like to say that this podcast has been a little of an unusual one because I found personally that the news was a little weird and we do have a big sexy crime up our sleeve. Uh, you pr- have forgotten, Ben, but just agree yes. because we have spoken about it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a bitsy thing to do, corner someone into agreeing. You didn't let me start. So we've got, we've got, yeah, we've got some nice content, but what I want to know from you, our darling listeners who we adore much more than each other, as you know, I want to know if you like news, crime, jollies, banter, or you want some of our biggies and some of the biggies that Ben has. Um, Do you remember the promotional video when he says, constantly says, I go between the lines in my notebook? (laughs) That stuff. Nobody cares. Do you want those ones? Nobody cares. Are we true crime anymore or have we diversified? I don't think... I don't um, know, we I, want to know from you. I don't think that's a conversation to have on the air, personally. I think oh, we do I think I we do, we do people like it preferred. or they don't. I'm not going to tell... Oh, right. Well, I'll leave this in anyway okay. so they'll decide because um, they're adults. <laughs> oh, I and what else? Oh, yes. And I wanted to say a uh, shout-out to our usuals, Brian with a Y. What did you say about you, he Ben? That was, you were, an Eeyore. You've gone up, in, gone his up in his estimation. Because I stood up to the masked Avenger or whatever. <laughs> Well, at least you got up in someone's estimation. That's good. And also I wanted to mention a quick interaction because I've been really crap this week. So I'm really sorry if I haven't addressed any messages that I've been sent um, and so on. Ben doesn't care and I haven't done it. There's the honest truth. But I'd like to say that uh, we were talking about Hitler as an artist, <laughs> like you do. This has turned into a culture podcast as well. And I said that Glamorous News AD had a friend who had a Hitler on her wall, <laughs> on his wall even. And then, as when I inquired as to his identity, he turns out to be the person that the Kinks ditty, dedicated follower of fashion, is based on. And his name is David Gainsborough Roberts. And he died two years ago now. But he had some amazing things, including Queen Victoria's knickers. <laughs> so don't say that I don't have an amazing general knowledge too now. I'm, I'm more than impressed. And if you find out other stuff that... Interesting collectibles. And also, if you know anyone who's done a dodgy crowdfunder, that's another thing I'd like to know. You didn't let me finish podcast at gmail.com it's not as difficult when you type it out no hyphens and bits and pieces just you didn't let me finish podcast and not so difficult and on twitter we're at ydlmf podcast and we do read them even if i don't put them in one podcast i'll try and address the juicier ones in another yeah, absolutely so there you go brilliant anyway before we have to do this for a third time should we check yeah. out okay bye bye everybody oh bye everyone bye.